0: Hey, this is Life Coach David. Welcome to the Law of Attraction podcast. And my intention for doing this podcast is to give the listener information on how to live their life more from a Law of Attraction point of view. Because when you really do that, it only gets better. And it's been a while since I did a podcast. I was just very busy in my personal life and with my clients So forgive me for the delay, but I wanted to get back to it and back to reading from and discussing Money and the Law of Attraction, which was written by Esther and Jerry Hicks, The Teachings of Abraham. And I hope you've listened to the previous podcasts all from this book, because there's so much, so much wonderful Law of Attraction information and just useful information in general on how to improve our lives. And this particular chapter that I was reading from last time is all about law of attraction and career. And this section is called Filling My Void Through Service. So Jerry says, so during my 20 years in a wide variety of positions in the entertainment industry, I really had a lot of fun. It required only a few hours of my time, and I had a lot of adventurous challenges because I had so many new experiences. And yet, I often told people that I felt like I was walking across the sands of life. But when I looked back, there were no tracks. In other words, I felt that I was bringing my audience some temporary pleasure, but I wasn't leaving them with anything of permanent value. Do we all inherently have those drives to uplift others? Do they come from another level of ourselves? Or do we pick these intentions up from others around us once we're born into this physical environment. And Abraham responds, you are born wanting to be of value, wanting to uplift, and you are born understanding that you have value. Most of that feeling of lack that you were describing was not about your not being able to provide lasting value to others, but because your thoughts were keeping you away from your own personal alignment. It works like this. When you're in alignment with who you really are with your inner being or source, you cannot help but uplift those with whom you come into contact. And in that alignment, you do not notice so many others who are not in alignment. The law of attraction does not surround you with dissatisfied people When you are satisfied, and the law of attraction does not surround you with satisfied people, when you are dissatisfied, and that's the end of that paragraph. And I really like those last two sentences, right? Because it's all about like attracts like. That's the whole thing with law of attraction, and it just sounds so clear. Like the law of attraction does not surround you with dissatisfied people when you are satisfied, because obviously, when we're satisfied, we're going to attract other people and circumstances and experience that are satisfying to us. It sounds so simple and makes so much sense, but sometimes we can forget that. All right, moving on to the next paragraph. You simply cannot compensate for your own misalignment by offering more time or energy or action. You cannot find ideas that are effective enough to make up the difference. Your value to those around you hinges upon only one thing, your personal alignment with source. And the only thing you have to give to another is an example of that alignment, which they may observe, then desire, and then work to achieve, but you cannot give it to them. The entertainment that you provided to your audiences was actually a much bigger gift than you were able to acknowledge at the time. For you were providing distraction from troubling things, and in the absence of your audience members' attention to their problems, they did achieve, in many cases, temporary alignment with Source. But you cannot go with each of them, holding yourself as their only object of attention, in order to maintain their good feeling. Everyone is responsible for the thoughts they think and the things that they choose as their objects of attention. I'm reading that line again because I think it's really important. Everyone is responsible for the thoughts they think and the things that they choose as their objects of attention. All of you have deep within you an understanding that you are here as joyous creators and you are always being called toward that fulfillment. But there is not a long list of requirements that you are expected to accomplish. Your intention was to let your physical environment inspire your never-ending ideas of expansion or desire. And then you intended to align with the source energy within you for the achievement of those ideas. In other words, you knew your desires would be born from your participation here, and then once the desire was alive within you, You could focus your thoughts until you accomplished a feeling of expectation, and then your desire would come to fruition. The primary role that others around you play in that equation for creation is they provide variety from which your desires are born. It was not your intention to measure your value against the value of others but to be inspired to new ideas by the conditions of things going on around you. Any comparison to others is only meant to inspire expanded desire. It was never intended as a means to diminish you or discount your value. Your life is not about what you will do after work, on the weekend, or after you retire. Your life is happening now and is really represented by how you are feeling now. If your work feels unpleasant or unfulfilled or hard, it's not because you are standing in the wrong place, but because your perspective is clouded by contradicted thought. You cannot have a happy ending to a journey that has not been pleasant along the way. The end absolutely does not justify the means. The means or the path along the way always brings about the essence of an identical ending. And that's the end of that little section. And what a great reminder. Once again, it goes back to what we're focusing on, what we're thinking about, how often we're in alignment, how often we're keeping ourselves deliberately, feeling happy and enjoying each day as much as possible. And that is possible to do for sure. Oh, I just realized I forgot to say in the beginning that I've been a certified Law of Attraction Life coach for over 10 years, and if you're interested in living your life more from a law of attraction point of view, and on how to do that, you can contact me through my website, lifecoachdavid.com, or just email me, david at lifecoachdavid.com, and coaching sessions are always held over the phone, so it doesn't matter where you live. Let's get back to the book. This next section is called, Will My Success Uplift Others?, Jerry asks, My freedom has always been what was most important to me, so I've never been willing to give up much of it for money. I always said that I had very little interest in money because I wasn't willing to give up my freedom for it. But then over time, that leaving no footprints in the sand feeling made me question if there wasn't really something more to life than just having fun. Shortly after that awareness, I found the book, Think and Grow Rich. And even though the idea of thinking or of growing rich was something that I would have denied having any interest in, the book got my attention, and I felt a strong draw toward it. I picked it up, and the hair stood up on my body as if I had found something that would have major meaning in my life. The book said, make a decision about what you want. It was a seemingly simple statement, but I felt the power of it in a strange and new way. So for the first time in my life, I consciously started making decisions about what I wanted and writing them down. For example, I want to be self-employed. I want a business of my own. I want no place of business. I don't want my foot nailed to the floor. I want no employees. I don't want that kind of responsibility. What I want is freedom. I want to be able to control my income. I wanted to be mobile so I could travel or be anywhere that I wanted to be. I wanted my work to be something where every life I touched, I elevated in some way, or just let people be where they were, but that no one would ever be diminished as a result of knowing me. People used to laugh when I tell them that. They'd say, oh, Jerry, you're such a dreamer. There's no such thing as that. And I said, well, there has to be. Emerson said, you wouldn't have the desire if you didn't have the ability to achieve it. And I believe that. And so I really expected somewhere along the line, opportunities to show up. Within about 30 days of my clarifying what I wanted, I met a man who showed me a business that I could take to California and start. And it answered everything I was asking for. And so for the next years of my life, that business really took hold, and again it fulfilled the essence of everything that I'd written down that I wanted. I didn't say it had to be something I was capable of doing, or that I had the talent, or the ability, or the intelligence for. I just said, This is what I want. Can any of us have that? Can any of us have whatever we want once we clarify what it is that we want? And Abraham responds, Yes. If this life experience has inspired the desire within you, this life experience has the wherewithal to fulfill it down to the very last detail. You have been coming to those decisions about what you wanted over a long period of time because of the life experiences that you have been living. Your decision point of focusing upon those decisions and writing them down in a comprehensive manner caused an emphasizing of your belief regarding them. And when your desire and beliefs come together, expectation occurs. And once expectation for anything is within you, it then comes quickly into your experience. Being free was the most important element in the desires that you had held for some time. And when you saw something that you believed would not threaten your desire for freedom, but had the potential of bringing income, you then allowed your desire for more income to expand, where previously anything that you perceived as having the potential to dampen your freedom, you repelled immediately. You were all born with a triad of intentions pulsing within you. Freedom, growth, and joy. Freedom is the basis of that which you are, because everything that comes to you comes in response to the thoughts you think. And no one has control over the thoughts that you think other than you. When joy is your dominant quest so that you gently train your thoughts into alignment with who you really are, all resistance subsides. And you then allow the expansion or growth that your life experience has inspired within you. When choosing a career... Or when doing the things that your work currently requires, if your dominant intent is to feel joy while you are doing the work, your triad of intentions will come quickly and easily into alignment. Because in your accomplishment of feeling good, you came into complete alignment with the broader non-physical aspects of your being. That alignment then allows the expansion toward all of the things that your life has helped you identify that you want. So your growth becomes swift and satisfying. Freedom is the basis of your life experience. It's not something that you have to earn. Joy is your objective. Growth is the result of all of that. But if you believe that you are unworthy and you set out to prove worthiness through action, you cannot find your balance. Often we explain this perfect triad of intentions of freedom and growth and joy. But most physical beings then turn their attention immediately to the idea of growth in their misguided attempt at proving worthiness. Worthiness that has never been in question. You have nothing to prove to anyone and nothing to justify. Your reason for existence needs no justification for your very existence is justification enough. And then Abraham responds, We would like you to see your career as one of creating a joyful life experience. You are not a creator of things, or a regurgitator of what someone else has created, or a gatherer of stuff. You are a creator, and the subject of your creation is your joyful life experience. That is your mission. That is your quest. That is why you are here. And I'm repeating that again because it's so important. You are a creator, and the subject of your creation is your joyful life experience. That is your mission. That is your quest. That is why you are here. So to anyone who's ever wondered why am I here? What is my purpose? Now you know the answer. Isn't that amazing? And then Jerry has more questions. And Jerry asks, Abraham, would you say that it would be morally or ethically correct for people to never give back? In other words, if they just lived on inherited money or won money, like the lottery, or lived off of welfare or donated money, Would you say that would be appropriate for all of us? And Abraham responds, Your question still implies that there is a price to pay for the well-being that flows to you, and that some sort of action is required to justify the flowing of the well-being. That is not the case. It is neither necessary nor possible to justify the well-being that flows to you, but it is necessary to align with the well-being. You cannot focus upon lack of well-being and allow well-being into your experience. Many people focus on unwanted things with no deliberate attention to the emotional guidance within them. And then they try to compensate for their lackful thinking with physical action. And because of the misalignment of energy, they do not get results from their action. So then they try harder by offering more action, but still things do not improve. Like the air you breathe, abundance in all things is available to you. Your life will simply be as good as you allow it to be. If you believe that you must work hard for the abundance that comes to you, then it cannot come without hard work. But in so many cases, the harder you work, the worse you feel, and the worse you feel the more you disallow the results that you wanted to receive from your hard work. It is no wonder so many people are discouraged and do not know which way to turn, for it seems that no matter what they do, they do not thrive. Appreciation and love and alignment to that which is source is the ultimate giving back, so to speak. In your pain or struggle, you have nothing to give back. Many complain of unfairness or injustice when they see some people receiving greatly but offering seemingly little effort, while others who work very hard often show very little success. But the law of attraction is always consistent. What you are living is always an exact replication of your vibrational patterns of thought. Nothing could be more fair than life as you are living it. For as you are thinking, you are vibrating, and as you are vibrating, you are attracting, and so you are always getting back the essence of what you are giving. And again, this is like the whole key. Nothing could be more fair than life as you are living it, for as you are thinking, you are vibrating, and as you are vibrating, you are attracting, and so you are always getting back the essence of what you are giving. And that seems so simply said, but if we could all do that, we'd all be attracting what we want. Or right, let's continue on. Jerry says, if we take money out of the equation, so to speak, that if we're not doing for the sake of money, what should we be doing with our life? And Abraham says, what most people are doing with most of their lives is offering action to try to compensate for vibrational imbalance. In other words, they think so much of things they do not want and in doing so, they prevent what they do want from easily flowing into their experience. And then they try to compensate for the misalignment through action. If you attend to your vibrational alignment first by recognizing the value of your emotions and trying to focus upon things that feel good, you would benefit tremendously by that alignment, and wonderful things would flow to you with far less action. The majority of action that is offered today is offered amidst tremendous vibrational resistance and that is the reason why so many people have come to believe that life is a struggle. It's also the reason why many like you believe that success and freedom are at odds with one another when in reality they are actually synonymous. It is not necessary to take money out of the equation, but it is necessary that you make your quest for joy be the most dominant part of the equation. When you do that, abundance in all manner will flow to you. That's the end of that section. So just concentrate on doing what you can to have joyful days. And that's accomplished by what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it. So deliberately focus on things that feel good. Deliberately focus on what you want and why you want it and how wonderful it will be when you have it. Put yourself in the vibration of what you want. Put yourself in the vibration of joy. And if you do that, then you'll attract circumstances and experiences and other people that bring you joy. And of course, we're all dealing with COVID and vaccinations and all kinds of bad news that we hear about. But it still doesn't mean that you can't take responsibility for what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it. You can still do that even with all that's going on it's up to you just remember that it's always up to you what you're thinking about and focusing on always a choice always and if you're listening to this and you want help living your life from a law of attraction point of view i've been a certified law of attraction life coach for over 10 years so i always offer a free mini phone coaching session if you're thinking about being coached by me you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com or just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And even with this podcast, like I've done before, I really suggest listening to it again because it sounds good in the moment. Like, oh yeah, I really resonate with that. But that's different than actually practicing it in your life, implementing it in your daily life so you can really see the results. So do your best to really... Try out out what they suggest in this chapter and other chapters because you will have fantastic results if you really do it. So take it to the next level if you're not and try it out. Try practicing all the things you heard in this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it and I really hope you got a lot out of what you heard today. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day.